Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, a holiday season like no other as the coronavirus ravages the U.S. and brings hospitals nationwide to their breaking point. With more than 19,000 Americans dying of COVID in just one week, growing concern tonight as some people disregard public health guidelines. And in California, the crisis explodes, patients spilling into the hallways of completely full ICUs. It's pretty gruesome. Vaccinating America. The U.S. buys another 100 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Price tag, $2 billion. Tonight, how health advocates are getting the word out to the skeptical that COVID vaccines are safe. And it actually changed my mind on how I felt about the vaccine. Jeopardizing COVID relief. President Trump threatens to not sign the bill and calls it a disgrace. Could that prolong economic suffering? Deadly police shooting. An officer shoots and kills a man only holding a cell phone in Columbus, Ohio. How it was all caught on video, even though the policeman didn't activate his body camera until afterwards. Major shipping delays. Will your gifts make it in time for Christmas? Why the post office is struggling to deliver holiday mail. Plus, more than 90 million Americans are in the path of that holiday storm. And our series, Season of Giving. A Florida businessman's generous act of kindness just in time for Christmas. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We begin with a staggering number of new COVID deaths in the United States. More than 3,400 were recorded on Tuesday. And for the first time since the pandemic started, the U.S. has seen more than 19,000 COVID deaths in a single week. The number of hospitalizations has surged to a new record of nearly 118,000. But tonight, there are also encouraging developments. The U.S. government struck a deal to purchase another 100 million Pfizer doses, doubling the nation's supply of that vaccine. 
So far, more than one million Americans have received a COVID shot. And Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said today there should be enough vaccine by June for every American who wants it. As for Congress's hard-fought COVID relief package, well, President Trump threw a monkey wrench into the works as he headed to Florida for the holidays. The president is now threatening to torpedo this veto-proof deal, calling for $2,000 stimulus checks, while fellow Republicans are complaining about the $600 checks they just agreed to. This again raises the possibility of a year-end government shutdown. There is a lot of reporting to get to as we head to the holiday weekend, and our correspondents are standing by. We begin with CBS's Lilia Luciano in California, where, as we said, the COVID crisis is exploding. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening, Major. L.A. County had its deadliest day today with 145 deaths. Since the beginning of November, cases have skyrocketed by 900 percent and deaths by 500 percent. One California nurse told us he grew up in a war-torn country, and yet this is the most scared he's ever been. Critically ill patients spilling into hallways. ICUs completely full. That's how bad it's gotten in California. In Los Angeles County, hospitals admitted less than 150 COVID patients a day in October. By Thanksgiving, it was 300, and now 700 a day and getting worse. Among those answering the call for help, traveling nurse Sarah Howes from Washington, D.C., who has filled in across the country, including in hard-hit El Paso. It's pretty gruesome, and it's like slow-motion trauma. This week, she began work in California, which took more than nine months to reach one million COVID cases. Just six weeks later, the state about to hit two million and deaths are skyrocketing. I see the implications and my patients are dying alone. How has your job changed? My job uh, traditionally as a cardiac ICU nurse was to fix people and get them better. And my job now is to put my patients in body bags and get the room ready for the next patient. The hope is that help keeps coming. The U.S. government has reached an agreement with Pfizer for 100 million more doses of vaccine. New York's mayor today ordering law enforcement to keep tabs on those now in quarantine after flying from the United Kingdom. We are going to have sheriff's deputies go to the home or the hotel of every single traveler coming in from the U.K. And yet there are still the maskless gatherings like this conga line in New York where people are either oblivious to the ongoing pandemic or outright defiant. Actor Kirk Cameron last night leading a group of carolers in Southern California, a sing-along in one of the nation's worst hotspots. My fear is that people aren't taking care of themselves, especially during this time where people really want to get together. I'm not going to quit on our community, and I hope that the communities aren't going to quit on us. California health officials are desperate to enlist more Sarahs, 3,000 more to be exact, but they're just nowhere to be found. Major. Lilia Luciano with an eye on the nation's slow motion trauma. Thank you. Tonight, direct checks to workers beefed up on employment benefits and help to small businesses all in limbo after President Trump unexpectedly panned the $900 billion stimulus bill just passed by Congress. The president's late objection also means a government shutdown could come next week. Here is CBS's Paula Reed. President Trump left chaos and uncertainty in his wake as he took off this afternoon to spend the holidays at his Palm Beach resort. 
It really is a disgrace. With this video statement last night, the president threw the fate of the COVID relief bill into question, and with it, the financial assistance millions of Americans are waiting for. Mr. Trump said he wanted larger stimulus checks in the bill and threatened not to sign it. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy pointed out the president has been absent during months of negotiations and tweeted it was his own party that insisted the checks be $600. All this is, is a middle finger to America on his way out the door. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris also weighed in, criticizing the president for holding up the relief during such a critical time. You know, people are hurting right now. They're hurting. And we need to get the relief to them immediately. And the one thing he should not be doing is after the work went into the bill, holding up when by the end of the month, people are going their benefits are going to end. The president's move put Republicans in an awkward position, as most have no interest in increasing the size of stimulus checks. Even if it were possible, Congress is right now gone for the holidays. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi embraced the idea, urging the president to lean on his Republican colleagues, saying a deal could be done by noon on Christmas Eve. Before traveling here to Palm Beach, President Trump vetoed a $740 billion defense spending bill after lawmakers refused his demands to roll back protections for social media companies. The president also objected to a provision in the bill that would require military bases named after Confederate leaders to be renamed. But next week, Congress has already scheduled sessions to override that veto. Major. Paula Reed, thank you. Tonight, more than 90 million Americans are in the path of a powerful storm system that could impact holiday travel from the northern plains all the way to the Gulf of Mexico and up to New England. As you can see, there were whiteout conditions today across Minnesota. With a holiday forecast, here is CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie? Okay, Major, this is a big storm. The blizzard that's right now in Minnesota, if you look at it, if you go all the way down to, say, New Orleans, it's severe storms moving through that area. And they're going to do nothing but get stronger as they push into places like, I'll say, I'll say Norfolk or like around Raleigh, North Carolina. Tomorrow we're looking at the possibility for Christmas Eve tornadoes in that area. And then it blows into the northeast. And I mean blows in the northeast. Winds are 50, 60, 70 mile per hour gusts in downtown New York City, downtown Boston. Mount Washington could very well come close to setting a record with winds over 150 miles per hour. But of course, there's a lot of rain. It just erases snowpack as it moves through. So a lot of folks who have you know, at least the hopes for a white Christmas will wake up Christmas morning without uh, white Christmas out there because it just gets erased. And with all the snow melt combined with the rain, look at all the rivers that will be at either, you know, moderate or major flood level by the weekend. So tough traveling right now, but right through your weekend. Major, I think one of the takeaways is if you live in the Northeast and you cook your Christmas dinner with electric appliances, I think you might want to get a start the night before on Christmas Eve because I think there'll be a lot of power outages in that portion of our country. Major? Lonnie Quinn with weather and some cooking tips. We thank you. Tonight, newly released body cam video reveals the moment when a Columbus, Ohio police officer shot and killed a black man who appears to only be holding a cell phone. We must caution you, the video and details of the shooting are disturbing. Here is CBS's Errol Barnett. Body cam footage from Columbus police officer Adam Coy showing him exiting his vehicle. The 19-year veteran of the force approaches 47-year-old Andre Hill, who is inside this garage. Hill shows his cell phone and moves forward, at which point Officer Coy discharges his weapon. Hill instantly falling. 
Koi can be heard breathing heavily while screaming commands. Get your hand off underneath you now! Despite Hill's moans, Officer Koi did not administer CPR. Roll over, dude. After five minutes, medics arrive, but Hill later died at the hospital. According to the Department of Public Safety, officers were dispatched to a non-emergency call after 1.30 in the morning. A neighbor reported a person in an SUV turning its engine on and off. The city is investigating the incident, while Officer Coy has been suspended. Mr. Hill was known to the residents of the home where his car was parked on the street, and he was an expected guest. He was not an intruder. The shooting comes at an already fragile time. A fraught community just buried Casey Goodson Jr., who was shot in the back by law enforcement earlier this month. Errol Barnett, CBS News. Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, told CBS News the country could begin to get back to normal by next summer. But there was a big if attached, if a substantial number of Americans get vaccinated. But in many communities, the vaccine still needs a boost. In confidence. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook continues our series, Vaccinating America. Armed with facts, community health deputies are hitting the streets of Pittsburgh to boost confidence in the new COVID vaccines. The Moderna vaccine was created by an African American woman. Did not know that. Yeah, I know. That's on the download. Using well known locals to promote taking a shot. So you know Mike, so you can trust his opinion, right? Like former Pittsburgh Steeler Mike Logan, who was sick with COVID back in June. It actually changed my mind on how I felt about the vaccine. I would come out here and share my testimony with my community. My community hasn't always been trusting of things that are going on in the medical field. It's part of the Neighborhood Resilience Project founded by Father Paul Abernethy. He says decades of healthcare inequity have led to mistrust. We have to be honest about the way in which government systems have failed these communities time and time again. And so whenever people see the government involved in the dissemination or the development of these vaccines, there's a skepticism in the context of that history. And there's skepticism about the record pace of the rollout. It's great that it's fast, it's warp speed, mm-hmm. but has it been done right? Though the vaccines have been developed quickly, The science behind them was developed over decades. In 2003, it took 20 months to go from identifying the genetic makeup of a virus to starting a human vaccine trial. This year, just two months. Amy Pisani runs the advocacy group Vaccinate Your Family. She says there were no shortcuts on safety. We watched and made sure that the FDA and the CDC followed the proper protocols, and we demanded that it be such. As a practicing physician, I was next up today to get the Pfizer vaccine, and I was surprised by how emotional I got afterwards, tearing up. It was a moment of relief after the months of tension so many of us have been feeling. And it made me realize that even though there's still a lot of work to do, now is a moment to stop and appreciate the astounding scientific achievement of having all these vaccines available in less than a year. Truly remarkable, Major. Dr. John LaPoop, we thank you. Tonight, officials in Britain are warning of a second new and highly infectious strain of coronavirus found in South Africa. This, as the country is already on edge over a spike in cases, an expanding lockdown and rising tensions at the nation's borders. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from London. The blockade at the border descended into chaos as truckers clashed with police. 
For days, they've been stacked by the thousands. The French government now demanding every driver get tested for COVID before entering the country. Here's why. As Britain recorded its highest one-day total of new cases, health officials warn today the new mutant variant of the virus is surging at dangerous rates in the most affected areas. Millions more now face the toughest Tier 4 lockdown from midnight on Christmas Day. It is absolutely vital that we act. We simply cannot have the kind of Christmas that we all yearn for. It's already a Christmas no one yearned for. Shutting down shops and pubs at the busiest time of the year has dealt a further blow to an economy that has already suffered its worst downturn for 300 years. The lockdown in London and much of southeast England has been imposed since the weekend and the emergence of a new strain thought to be up to 70 percent more transmissible. No holiday visits to family or friends unless they live alone. Now, almost half the country's population faces the same fate, with no end in sight. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. Tonight, the Postal Service is working around the clock to ease a backlog of deliveries that in some cases has lasted weeks. Officials blame the pandemic for both a shortage of workers and a historic volume of packages. Here is CBS's Janet Shamlian. Millions of Christmas gifts will not make it under the tree. Would we expect anything less in 2020? I'm not happy about this at all. Very nerve-wracking right now. All delivery companies are strained, but it's hitting hardest at the post office. With COVID staffing issues and unprecedented online shopping. Only 75% of first-class mail is arriving on time. Last year at about this time, it was more than 90%. I'm worried about the U.S. postal system. I'm not sure what's going on. Some postal workers report regular mail going out, but boxes piling up. Delays like this. A UPS package shipped from Massachusetts December 3rd arrived at a U.S. postal facility in Houston on December 7th. 16 days later, and it's still not delivered. That one's mine. Compared to last year, it's a lot more. A lot more stuff that's not moving, that's been lost, or it, it gets delayed. As the USPS says it's working around the clock, some are keeping perspective, resigned to late deliveries. I'm hoping for Saturday, which is the day after, tell you the truth, because I, I really don't think it's going to make it on time. <laughs> Janet Shamley in CBS News, Houston. The community of Gulf Breeze, Florida, was hit hard this year, not just by the pandemic, but also a hurricane. Now a businessman is sharing some much-needed kindness. CBS's Jim Axelrod continues our series, Season of Giving. <laughs> Forget the red suit and beard. In Gulf Breeze, Florida, Santa owns a pool construction business and drives a pickup. I don't know of a better way of helping someone out at Christmas time other than paying their bill that they're going to be disconnected on. Mike Esmond knows what it's like to struggle, especially during the holidays. 37 years ago, he had to choose which bill not to pay. In Florida, he chose the heat. That was a big mistake because we had the coldest winter we ever had in history. I mean, we had ice in the house. The 74-year-old, who only found financial security a few years ago with his own company, never forgot. So last year, he went to City Hall and cleared the delinquent accounts of 36 families. This year, on top of COVID, Hurricane Sally ripped through the area in September. So Mike's done it again, clearing 114 accounts for $7,615. Instead of getting that disconnect notice in the mail, they get this 
It is our honor and privilege to inform you that your past due utility bill has been paid by Gulf Breeze Pools and Spas. You can, can rest, rest easier this holiday season knowing that you have one less bill to pay. Kimberly Haywood, mom to two little boys, just got her $165 sewer bill paid off. It was a total shock. I was totally amazed. Truly a blessing. I don't believe there's a word in the dictionary that I could really use to have helped people and have made them a little bit happier. I can't describe the feeling. A lovely holiday reminder from a man providing his own personal pushback against many of the other feelings 2020 brought us. Jim Axelrod, CBS News. Mike, we're happy to tell you, is inspiring others. People are asking him for advice on how they can do the same for their communities. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, how one photographer is making sure you get your picture with Santa in this year of COVID. And if you can't watch us live, please set your DVR so you can watch us a bit later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.